Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 108 days. Today is day 108. Every day uh, that passes, I grow more and more concerned about the hostages that are being held in Gaza after Hamas invaded Israel, killed 1,200 people, took more than 200 hostage. 139 people still remain as hostages in Gaza. There is a terrible, critical amount of people that have been killed on the Palestinian side, uh, many of which are terrorists, many of which are innocent civilians. And this, So what does that have to do with the Minneapolis City Council? That is right? the question that we are asking. This is near and dear to my heart, and this is something that I have been following, mm-hmm. and you guys know I've had many guests yep. on the show. I also had many friends that went to the Minneapolis City Council meeting a few weeks ago where they were supposed to be voting. It was the first order of business, the first meeting of the Minneapolis City Council, where they were voting on a resolution um, to condemn Israel about the violence that Hamas caused. <clears throat> and the resolution was since tabled and supposedly moved to January 23rd, by the way, which is tomorrow. I had many friends that were at that meeting going there in support of Israel and condemning the resolution, but there were many, many more that were in support of the resolution condemning Israel. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is Minneapolis City Council member Latricia Vita. Latricia has written a an op-ed in the Star Tribune. She is, I'm going to say, the one Minneapolis City Council member that is against this resolution and does not want Minneapolis City Council to pass it. Latricia, you are very brave, and we thank you so much for joining us today on the air. Thank you for having me. Are you the are you are you the only one? Is that accurate? No, I'm okay. not the only one, but I would say I'm the one who was willing to speak up and say, this is not our business. You know, like this, this should not be happening at the first business meeting for the city of Minneapolis's new council. Well, that's an unpopular position. So, Latricia, have you what kind of backlash have you received? I mean, I've got, you know, emails, phone calls from folks saying I should support the ceasefire resolution. I mean, usual stuff that happens uh, the day of uh, the business meeting. There's a lot of folks here that waited for me to come out of the room uh, to speak with me or to, you know, yell at me and tell me how awful of a person I was. I'm sorry. Did you face that? People yelling at you and telling you that? Absolutely. It comes with the job. Listen, I'm not bothered by people yelling at me and telling me the opinion uh, that they have about my votes. What I don't like is when innocent people show up at city council meetings to watch a business meeting and they feel threatened and they feel unsafe. So I didn't like what happened to a lot of my Jewish friends who came to support me in running for council vice president, you know, um, I, I didn't like that, but I, I'm I'm tough. I'm, I don't shy away from a hard conversation, so I can face it. You laid it out beautifully in the your op-ed piece, but explain why you think this is out of the lane of the Minneapolis City Council. 
So the first thing is, I think this is a, a issue that council members should take up individually and not expect us to all be involved in it in the way that individuals may want to be. I represent a ward that feels underserved and that has been underserved for decades. That is my priority. The people of Ward 4 uh, elect me to do the work of city government, right? Like, so that's a priority for me. The time that my office has had to spend on replying to emails or checking voicemails has taken away from my actual job here as a city council member. People on the other side of this would say, well, our city funds are going to fund the war in Gaza. Is there truth to that, that our city funds that Minneapolis residents are paying for this war? And if so, how much? I mean, I don't see it that way. So I don't I don't know how much I couldn't <laughs> say amount because I don't see it that way. What I do know is the city of Minneapolis residents are paying for garbage pickup, snow removal, uh, public safety measures. And that's what I focus on. Latricia, uh you in your piece you mentioned about the, the that meeting and about how hot it got in there and about some comments by your fellow council member Robin Wansley that you felt incited violence can you explain that well okay so I, just to kind of take a step back the weekend leading up we got the, the proposed resolution Friday by email the weekend leading up to the meeting on Monday, I had checked in with now Council President Payne and said, should we really be doing this on Monday? None of us have had a chance to look. I, I Well, I should speak for myself. I had never seen the language from the resolution before. You know, that Friday they had a press conference. And to me, the, the language in the resolution that I received on Friday further divided the people of Minneapolis. If you're going to put out a resolution like that, in my opinion, you should talk to people on all sides of the issue, as I spent the entire weekend doing. So I just, I pushed back all weekend on that being the language of the Minneapolis City Council and the city of Minneapolis. And honestly, as somebody whose community was not um, consulted, like the JCRC or any of the large temples around here. We were not, nobody in my community was consulted. And I, I just want everybody to know that JVP, this Jewish Voices for Peace, is is not um, like a sanctioned organization that the Jewish community is a part of. They are on their own. I don't know anybody who's in it. It's, it's an organization with... Um, people on the outside of mainstream Jewish community. So just- yeah, and I found that out on the weekend, yep. right? Like, <laughs> I found out, um, I mean, just some of the red flags in the language that Councilmember Wansley used or didn't use was the original resolution didn't acknowledge the hostages. It didn't um, acknowledge the October 7th attacks. There were so many things that weren't acknowledged. And I'll admit, I wasn't fluent in, you know, the specifics and what was going on. But what I did was I reached out to folks I knew on both sides. I reached out to a Palestinian person who lives and has a store in my ward. I reached out to Jewish friends. And and that is how I learned more over the weekend about the specifics. Of course, I see, you know, the news and know what's going on. But I, I just think the language she used at that meeting and in the resolution, it really just created a division that I was afraid of. We're speaking with Minneapolis City Council member Latricia 
Patricia Vita. Appreciate you doing all of that work on your own. We know it took a lot. Um, Latricia, there's supposed to be another vote on this resolution tomorrow. Is that happening? And has the language changed? And will you vote for it? As far as I know, there has been um, some change to the resolution. I will not be voting for it. I did not bring any amendments or anything forward because I don't support it at all. I said what I said in my op-ed is that I want to focus on the business of Minneapolis. And so if my colleagues want to do this, have at it. I, I'm just not going to participate in it because I have uh, work to do in Ward 4 in North Minneapolis. Yeah, you represent North Minneapolis, uh, Latricia, and you mentioned it, the the city business that you feel the obviously that the city council should be addressing. And you mentioned public safety. Uh, we get a lot of comments on this radio station from our listeners questioning whether or not the Minneapolis City Council is fully behind making sure Minneapolis is safe uh, in regards to hiring police, making sure the police force is where it should be. What do you want to say to that? I want to say, you know, that's the work. That's the work we need to be doing. A part of the reason why I wrote the op-ed, too, was because my colleagues who were speaking up in support of this ceasefire, most of them have never even asked me what I need for North Minneapolis or they how they can help me with public safety in my ward, you know. And so um, it's real to me. I live in this community. My family lives in this community. It, it's uh it's the most important work of my life to make sure every single person in this city feels safe. And so I, I mean, that is the work that I live and breathe every single day. And so for anything to take away from that, it's, it's not okay for me. We need to focus on what I hear every single day at the grocery store, in my garden in the summertime, you know, folks leaving notes on my car, wherever on the north side is that people want to feel safer. Latricia Vita, thank you for coming on. You're getting a lot of love on our text line here. (laughs) Guys, I'm a Minneapolis resident. I totally agree with Vita. So, um Please come back on. We always want to be talking yeah. about the issues that, that are going on in Minneapolis. And uh, thank you again for doing some research and uh, doing the work in, in North Minneapolis. Thank you so much for having me. You Thanks. got it. Thanks, Latricia. Bye-bye. I would vote for Latricia for president at this point. Like she said, <laughs> I did don't Well, but would you donate money to her campaign? Right. That's I don't donate money. Right. But like what – isn't that – isn't that what we want of our politicians? She actually said, I was not fluent in the situation. I didn't know a lot about it. So what did I do? I reached out to a Palestinian resident that's in my community. I reached out to a Jewish person in my community. I asked questions and then formulated right. an opinion. And yes, of course, watching the news. But that's what we need politicians to do. And I'm not saying not uh, they, they all don't do it. And I know she's grassroots and it's Minneapolis City Council. It's not on a higher level like a president. But, uh, well, I'm glad she's around. 1118 News Talk 830 WCCO. Want to see the powerfully vocal, hit song-making, acrobatically entertaining Pink in concert this summer? What's up? This is Pink. Think you know her song lyrics against other bands and artists with a color in their name? To score a pair. October 18th show. Call in now to play Think Pink. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. On Adam and Jordana. (laughs) Think Pink. We're giving away tickets all week long for Pink Live 2024 at the XL Energy Center with special guests, the script and Kid Cut Up. 
Friday, October 18th, 2024 at the X. This is going to be a great show. She's fantastic. I have fantastic. not seen her in concert. I would absolutely go, though. So if you win the tickets and want to take uh, me, uh, I fully welcome that. But here's the deal. Think pink. What's happened? We've got three contestants lined up uh, in order, and the f- I will read some lyrics, and you have to tell me, are those lyrics from pink or are they from some other uh, color-themed group or song? <laughs> Pretty simple. Uh, so up first is Andrew in Minneapolis. Andrew, uh, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. Let's get this party started. Ooh, well played. Well played. Well and I'm going to guess those friend. are pink lyrics. Oh, he knows his stuff. All right. So you you got the concept, right, Eric? Or Eric. Andrew? Uh, Eric. Oh, come on. God know, is sorry. a DJ. You better do better than that. I know. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Here, here are the lyrics, Andrew in Minneapolis. The lyrics are this. Make a joke. And I will sigh, and you will laugh, and I will cry. Happiness I cannot feel, and love to me is so unreal. Are those lyrics from Pink? We're bringing home a Pink song on that one. Yes or no? Yes or no? Uh, That was a yes. Yes, you think? No, I'm sorry. Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, Oh, glitter is not in the air. No. (laughs) That actually, uh, that was not pink. That was Black Sabbath. This is a hard quiz. I don't this think a, so. I feel like well, you've got to know a lot I mean, of. You pink know songs. the lyrics, but when they're red, that makes it difficult. Yeah, Andrew, I agree. Sorry. Uh, Andrew, plenty. Of, we'll have four sure. other chances to win. Now let's go to David in Minneapolis. Hello, David. Hi. Uh, you a Pink fan? How confident are you uh, that uh, you can uh, determine whether or not the lyrics are Pink's? I'm overly, mildly confident. Okay, there we go. Uh, we'll accept that. Okay, here are the lyrics. You get a different set of lyrics. Tell me, are they Pink's or somebody else's? What you wearing, dress or suit? Either way, that power looks so good on you. Hey, Barbie, I like your style. If that was really a mirror, you'd see a perfect smile. Are those lyrics from Pink or somebody else? That sounds like Pink. Sounds like Pink. You're going to say yes? Yes. No. I agree, though, David. It sounds like Pink. Yes. Well, the the song's name is Pink, but that's our friend Lizzo. What you wearing? Dress or suit. Either way, that power looks so good on you. Hey, Barbie. I like your style. If that was really a mirror, you see a perfect smile. Uh, that's from the Barbie movie. That was Lizzo. Thank you for playing, David. Sorry about that. You'll have uh, four oh, other man. opportunities. Uh, let's go to Barb now in Brooklyn Park. Barb, are you ready? Do you get the concept and do you feel confident? I get the concept and I'm not confident. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> Sorry, Barb. At least you're honest. So you get another set of lyrics. So here we go. Okay. Here are the lyrics you get. The truth about love is it's nasty and salty. It's the regret in the morning. It's the smelling of armpits. It's wings and songs and trees and birds. Are those lyrics, Barb, from Pink? Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are. Congratulations, Barb. Yes. The truth about love is it's nasty and salty. It's the regret in the morning. It's the smelling of armpits. It's wings and 
is uh, The Truth About Love from Pink. Congratulations, Barb. Uh, you just won yourself uh, a pair of tickets to see Pink. Thank you. At the XL Energy oh, I'm Center. I'm so excited. October 18th. Are you going? Or are you going to give those tickets to somebody else? And do you need a plus one? Oh, uh, no. Nope. I have always wanted to go with her. I'm sorry I can't take you, but yes, well, um, I'm going. All right. Have a great time, Barb. Enjoy it. Congratulations, Barb. Thanks for listening and thanks for playing. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, that, hang was on a, the, that was a hard quiz. Yeah, hang on the line. David will get some information for you. Yeah, it's you're right. Because lyrics it's not are like difficult. Like, you female... know lyrics, but when you hear mm-hmm. them read, you're it's like different. And it's weird. It's like I know that, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't. And they all could have been pink songs. They were all sort of yes, that's defiant what... and you know black power. Sa- Many people think Black Sabbath and Pink are you know along the same lines. The same. Yeah. What? Oh, you talk. We talked about the Barbie movie. We're, we're both kind of a meh. Meh. Yeah, it was very mid. By the way, that's I, tomorrow. Oscar nominations come out tomorrow, yeah, and I pre-booked uh, Tim Lammers when he Great. was on Friday. Sorry, I said Tim. We show meeting right Tuesday. here yeah, on the show air right now. Live. Show meeting because uh, we're going to have a, and it's it's all about Oppenheimer this year. It it's got to be because Bradley Cooper did not do well at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Darling, I did not do well. I was perfecting my Leonard Cohen, my Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> Darling, I'm smoking so much. It's a little weak. Your Trump is better. Your Jesse's the best. You don't think my your Leonard, Leonard Bernstein, Bernstein isn't great? No, but yeah. this is this is. You sound too old. This is Bradley Cooper doing That's Leonard right. Bernstein, darling. Maybe his Leonard Bernstein was. Where are my great. cigarettes? I need another cigarette. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot <laughs> of cigarettes. There were a lot of cigarettes. Okay, so that's how our pink. Uh, concert. Yeah. That's how our pink contest. It. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, you'll be glad you did. Is going think to go pink. for the rest of Study the Study up on your lyrics. Think pink. Now, I have not been watching anything. I didn't watch any movies. I didn't watch any shows because I've been on vacation for the last week. It was really, I've noticed. Yes. I'm, I did not plug into the show. I was wow. on vacation. And it was a girl's trip. Now, I have never had girl's trips until I was... 50 years old. It's not like really? in my teenage years I used to you go didn't away do girls with trips? I did not. Young Spring break trips? Nope. Nope, we never went on spring break. See, nope. I totally would have pegged you as a absolutely going all over the place nope. with your girlfriend. There was no money for that. We never did any of that. Yeah, my my mother would never have allowed that. Me Pam either. and Jeff are not allowing that. Yeah, that's The one it. spring break trip I went on with my buddy, we went to Branson, Missouri. Oh, so. well that sounds fun. <laughs> you know, if we well, the one trip I did go with friends was after the prom. We would all go to Seaside Heights, New Jersey. We'd all go down the shore. Oh, sure. And that was it. You know, two nights or whatever after the prom. But that I never did spring break. So having a girl's trip is such an unbelievably relaxing experience that you're not traveling with your family or your husband or your kids, your parents, anybody, that I feel so ridiculously refreshed. David, on the other hand. He went on a guy's trip. Had a different experience. And we will share some of those stories when we return. So I took a girl's trip and we were in Mexico and it was the most relaxing vacation I have ever had. Ever? Ever. I have a friend who has a place there. So we stayed in her home. We could, you know, go grocery shopping and 
have very relaxing. We didn't have to eat out for every meal. It was very relaxing. Um, and I also did not travel with my family. So it was just if we wanted to have chips and dip for dinner, we just had chips and dip for dinner. And guacamole? Didn't. Can you eat guacamole? Delicious. Yes, guacamole. Fresh made guacamole. Tons of guacamole. Yes. Oh, boy. And I – we just slept. I didn't have to worry about what my kids were doing or what my husband was doing or make any plan or be anywhere at any time because it was just a bunch of other moms and mm-hmm. friends who were like, if you don't get up, you, it's OK. You don't have to get up. You, you don't have to do anything. And it was I, – I, and we had conversations. We didn't even like turn on the TV at night. We had conversations that we would not have had a chance to have if we were at home or even just getting together for dinner. And I always – if I go on a vacation, I always feel like I should do this more and I have come back very rejuvenated. So I am That's so, the point. so grateful for vac- paid vacation time that I could take off because yeah. a lot of my vacation time is for – has been for illness or family obligations or Jewish holidays that I have to request off. So this was such a treat and I feel great. And by the way – Taking a girl's trip or a guy's trip or a solo trip, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I th- I would do you incur- do it? You, you do hunting trips, right? I go hunting. Yeah. I, I do, I've done solo trips. I love traveling by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, obviously, traveling with my wife. But I guess what? It's been a while since I've been on a guy's trip to somewhere oh. other outside of Minnesota, outside of like a fishing trip or something. Um, but no, absolutely. It's... It, it, it gives you a chance, not to bitch, but to, you know, oh, everybody needs yeah, to vent absolutely. a little bit, you know, yeah. and you have to, you talk with somebody mm-hmm. about your life and you connect mm-hmm. and it's absolutely essential that people do that. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. And it, you, you don't have to go to Mexico. You don't have to go to where, even just a weekend spend yeah, with, with right. your friends, you know, yeah, or a cabin or something yeah. like that. Absolutely. I'm just glad. spending time. Thank you. I feel um, yeah, it was just it was just such an unusual experience just being with only women and everybody taking care of themselves. And when you're and I don't know if other women have had this experience and I, I men maybe too, but um, in my friend's house, she's got, you know, laundry. She's got a washer dryer for, sure. to do laundry because they spend time down there and we're doing each other's laundry. No one had to say clear the table or empty the dishwasher because you're a bunch of moms. You're doing all the chores and you're doing each other's chores. So it's like so nice that, oh, let me throw in your laundry with mine. And again, not that my children or husband don't do that. They take good care of me too. But it was um, fun. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh Uh-oh. Are uh, all these friends, would they be listening now? Any of them? Oh, that's a good question. Some are. Some might be. Yes. Yeah. And boy. That tempers my question mm-hmm. then a little bit Why? because, well, because mm-hmm. anytime you go on a guy's trip or a girl's trip, there's always one person that not necessarily you don't like, but <clears throat> will be like, like I have a dear friend of mine who I went to college with. I love anytime we get together, we have a great time. But if it's more than like 24 hours, it's like, oh, now I, re- oh. I remember why I don't like to travel with this Got guy. It. Got it. We so you don't have to, I guess. We didn't have that. But what happened was um, one of the women who was invited, I had never met before. And I was thinking to my friend because mm. it was her home. So yep. she got to invite whoever she wanted, of course. Um, I was thinking, wow, that's brave to be. And she wasn't friends with another one of the women. And I thought that is brave to invite somewhat of an outsider, like somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to get along? And we were there for a week. Right. 
you know, so yeah, a I lot thought of people it was intimidated by that. Like, oh man, these are all friends and I'm exactly. kind of coming in on their stuff. Right. Exactly. So I, and in the middle of the vacation, I actually said to my friend, I said, you were very brave for inviting this person with us, but she's my new BFF. Yeah. Like I, I can't, I, you know, they're coming over for dinner. Like I love them. And she knew that we'd all get along and would, we've all had, we have the same values. We've all had tragedy. We've all, it, it, she just knew that we would click and she was right. But yes. And I was worried about that too, because it wasn't somebody that I normally travel with or even know very well. Uh, you are nice and tan and bronzed. Am I? I'm uh, still pale, Midwestern white. Dave is more of a reddish yeah, hue. Right. David has a reddish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, pink. Mm-hmm. Pink, pink, pink forehead. Of, yeah, pink, pink yeah. forehead going on. Yeah. How did how'd your trip go? And was it a boys' trip? Uh, yeah. So I've actually gone on uh, guys' trips with mm-hmm. friends I've known. I was going to say since high school, but actually be- even before that, I've known them. Uh, my one buddy, Jetty, calls me his oldest friend in the world because we've known each other since we were two years old. Mm-hmm. And I still remember we went on a, a break, spring break, when I was 16 and a lot of my buddies were 15. We did a road trip to Chicago and we've done a trip every year, sometimes twice, sometimes a little more, but basically since then. So 20, 16, 20 years. 15 year olds driving to Chicago? Yeah, we had one adult, uh, oh, older adult with us. Um, like, wow. But, uh, and we were, my sister was there, so we kind of had a oh, landing spot once yeah. we got there. But we've done, you know, camping trips and beach trips and mountain trips and skiing and all sorts of stuff. Um, and we get together regularly. And this last weekend, it was uh, four days in Fort Lauderdale. And they're spread across the country. So the mm-hmm. game was kind of like, okay, where's a place that we can all fly to that's warm that is going to work for just a long weekend to hang out together? So um, Fort Lauderdale was the place for no other reason that they had like cheap and accessible flights for all of us. And we booked a Airbnb on the beach. And we had a really nice time. Nice. Uh, we spent a lot of time just kind of doing nothing on the beach. Which That's so not like you, though, David. It is really You're not like me. not it a is, beach guy. You're not a actually, still guy. No. And it was actually like a struggle. I had to – I sort of had to, like, psych myself up to not do much, okay. which I did for the most part. I got a little antsy a few times. No um, doubt. But it was fine. We used um, – we decided to use public transportation, so we are kind of fine. figuring out the bus system, and we'd go for lunch and do all these things. Um, did you go to Mar-a-Lago? So, uh, no, we did not. It's in the area. That's in West yeah. Palm. Yeah, it's not far. We did go. I found out it's the area, far. the beach we were on, um, Hollywood Beach, just just south of Fort Lauderdale, um, between there and Miami, is where like the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville oh. Resort is. So it's like several restaurants and a hotel and this mm-hmm. whole like resort area that's all Margaritaville. Yeah, um, lots of parrot heads. Which yes, yes. So that was interesting. I didn't realize you were that. Close to Hollywood and Hallandale and North Miami Beach. You were oh. pretty close there. So, yeah. yes, you were in like East Coast New York Jew land. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, a lot of Jewish people. Yeah, there was yeah, I a lot of be, Jews there. Like, my, you might have missed my parents, you know, driving by. <laughs> Look like, at yeah, all the Jews sure. around here. <laughs> all the Jews are around. Yeah, we go to the East Coast yeah. of Florida. It yeah. was interesting. We actually heard, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of um, Hispanics that are speaking Spanish there. Mm-hmm. We also heard Russian. German, sure. uh, Spanish, sure. and other languages. Very international scene Quite. Um, there. As Miami, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. The one uh, hitch in the plan, though, is that we, we use – I use Airbnb a lot. I, I was trying to think. I bet I've used – I bet I've had 30 Airbnb stays in the last 10 years. Wow, that's a um, lot. It's it's one of our main forms of, of staying. We travel okay. a lot, and that's – a lot of times we end up using Airbnb. And on this trip, we had our – 
our worst Airbnb <gasps> stay ever. Tell me why. Well, was it not what was pictured? What, like, was it the total bait and switch? It was not a bait and switch. It was, I mean, we made, I think we made a mistake. We were planning this sort of all remotely and texting and they said, oh, how about that one? And then, I don't know, looking back, I go, oh, I, I guess I could have probably you seen. You need like a decision maker yes. to win that, right? Well, here's the deal. I tend to be the decision maker and I was trying to not be the decision maker. I'm the decider. And then we kind of got wires crossed and I thought everyone wanted this place and I was like, oh, I didn't really like that place, but okay, great. You guys can decide. And then we get there and we go. Oh yeah, this place. Did is you not blame them? Then? Really? See, big I told enough. you guys. Uh, no, I didn't. Really, I'm blaming so them now behind their back yeah, because they can't hear right. me. Um, so that so that was our mistake, which is our bad. We should have booked a, a different place, but then we got there and. Uh, well, wait, what few... made it so crappy? Were there mice? Uh, no, no, oh. it was it was smaller than we thought. Okay. And then there was a few issues, like one of the beds was like sagging oh, in yes. the in the middle, so it was not comfortable. Um, Got a lot of use. They didn't have. Yes, well, that's that's (laughs) probably true. There wasn't enough towels. There was like there was like two towels in the whole place, and to stay for four people. And we texted them, and nobody came the whole time. They would respond, "Okay, we let our maintenance team know," and then nobody came up and fixed any of the issues. Bad. Um, So I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. Okay. Well, then the the day you leave, you get like this message. Hey, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review. If you send us a screenshot of your five-star review, yeah, we'll give you review. a discount next time. And I'm like, no. So I did, to be fair to Airbnb, I reached out, and they are, uh, they're going to refund part of our oh, stay. Great. Um, so I'm not, you know, I, I have like three other Airbnbs already reserved for later this year. I'm not canceling those. Uh-huh. Like, I still appreciate it. I really do not like that they are pressuring me to do a five-star review because the whole reason Airbnb works is that you can read reviews and you can trust a place based on, uh, oh, this place has been rented uh, 200 times and it has this review and here's what people say about where it is. Nobody should say, hey, please leave me a full five-star review. No, no. Ask for the review. Hey, appreciate you giving me a yeah. review. Yes. But the, yeah, there was car dealers I've dealt with. Hey, can you make sure you give us all five yes. stars and everything? Like, no. But the, and the fact that they didn't even, they didn't even give us more towels. Yeah. Like they wouldn't even right. respond to a simple request yeah. for more towels. And then they are well, asking I mean, for that review. So, so are you going to slam was, them? Are you going to write a scathing review? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, um, I, I decided to wait a day and I'm going to try to write a very truthful yeah. review. Because it doesn't have to be slammed. I, I don't think the it's. Truth. I don't think it's a place that would be terrible for everyone. Right. Um, I just think if you that, don't shower, it'll be great for or you. Or sleep yes, in the exactly. bed. Yeah, right. If, you know, <laughs> if you're a person you who doesn't like to floor. shower, this is your place. I kind of wonder if they, uh, if normally it's there's less beds and they like moved another one in. Or I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation was, but it was not. Yeah, it was not ideal. Now, did you have? Uh, is there one person in the trip that you're like? I like them, but man, you know, eh, it's a couple of days is a, uh, enough. a little enough. Enough. Um, I would go f- say this publicly. Well, they're not no, listening. Uh, no, actually, I would go further and say that I hate everybody on the trip. Uh, I, I, I'd say that whenever you spend more than like three days with anyone, whether it's and that's kind of my doing a lot of travel. That's kind of the threshold. Whenever you spend more than about three days with people, even if they're your favorite people in the world, um, you, which is like my buddy Jed, I've talked about. I've known him since I was two. Uh, he was my best man. I love Jed. I've traveled with him a lot. I will travel with him more. 
And that guy takes freaking forever in the bathroom. Oh. Or like we're in the grocery store and it should be a five-minute stop and he's wandering around and it takes 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I just have to let that go. Like when you're with somebody for an extended period of time, like little things about them get on your nerves. So like yes. being married. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yes, there is certainly some of that. But um, Well, clearly you didn't bring enough gummies on your trip. Well, <laughs> or any. That, that would have helped. Yeah, well, it might have helped. <laughs> All right. Somebody reminded me, yes, uh, girlfriend and sister getaways are the best. So therapeutic. So therapeutic. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you say that about th- like three days, you know, you know, guests and fish start to smell after three days. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm th- <laughs> have you ever heard that no, say? Yeah. I love that. Um, I like we really had a good time. And it was funny with the woman who I, I flew back with, who I didn't know prior to this trip. We just spent a week together in Mexico, you know, in the same apartment. Um. We were like still texting and still, you know what I mean? We've created a real friendship and maybe it's the newness of it. You've known your friend a long time, but I, at, I don't know. I didn't feel that way. Mm. And maybe because yeah. I had less expectations. We also all had our own bedroom. Yep. You know, we nice. had our own bathroom. We had some, a little more space than you guys had. So it was. Yeah, that helps. That does. You Having your own bathroom helps. That's a good <laughs> tip for your next guy's trip. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.